You're listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast, where we aim to help our church think biblically and grow as disciples who love Christ and live sent for His glory. For more information about our church, visit www.fairfaxbible.org or follow us on social media. Well, welcome to our first episode of our Discipleship Podcast. Uh, This has been a crazy season, and COVID has kind of forced our church online, uh, and and there are aspects of that where we're kind of tired of, and yet uh, God's provided for us. We've got this recording studio, and so we started realizing as a church that um, there's an aspect of virtual ministry that's here to stay, and uh, we have an opportunity maybe to use a tool that uh, a lot of the people in our church are already using and uh, listening to podcasts. And so we're excited to bring content during the week that we hope is really going to be helpful for discipling people uh, in our church and accomplishing our mission. So I'm Jeff Hohenschel. I'm a pastor here at Fairfax Bible Church, and I am joined by two of our leading ladies here. Uh, it's kind of exciting. I get to have uh, my beautiful wife, Carissa. Uh, with me, and she's uh, on the leadership teams of our kids' ministry and women's ministries. And then we also have Shannon Shaughnessy, who is the director of graphic arts here and married to one of the guys on staff. Um, uh, Abe told me I could throw him under the bus. I won't. I won't do that at all this morning because I will get in trouble for that later. Uh, but we're really thankful that you guys are here today. We're talking about news and media and trying to. Uh, consume that, read that responsibly, and 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 uh, how do we do that with wisdom? There's so much information that is coming at us now, and we are like our we're we're just bombarded with content on our screens. And in fact, uh, like I think all of us remember when phones were attached to the wall and mm-hmm. dial up internet and all of that. Well, dating us. Yeah, I know we're <laughs> we're getting old, and and yet. Things are changing, and it's not getting. It's not going to slow down. It's actually just accelerating the amount of content that is coming at us. So, as disciples, how do we uh, read and listen and watch and consume the news and the media, social media, all of that, all of that stuff that's coming at us? How do we? How do we engage with that and and consume that with biblical? wisdom. And uh, we think that this is probably a timely discussion that we need to have in our church as well. So let me start with this question. Um, I want you to uh, just describe for us what is content that sucks you in the most? And and I know, like, obviously, this is kind of personalizing it. Maybe this is, uh, like, confession time, and we're getting, like, transparent and vulnerable right away. But, uh, Shannon, what, what, what are, what's some content that, that you find kind of draws you in and sucks you in the most? Yeah, I I kind of was it I struggled thinking about this for a while because I'm actually not a big news junkie. I don't love to read um, you know the headlines and what's what's happening out in the world because it's just a lot. But yet we're bombarded with it yep. through social media and um, yeah, but for me if I really think about it it's it's more entertainment for me. Um, and I think most people know that me and really my whole family are big Disney nerds, mm, uh, Diz nerds. <laughs> so honestly, it's any news related to Disney World. And it's it's pretty bad to the point of where I know on a granular <laughs> level 
of what food they're coming out with for the holidays. The Dole Whip, right? Are we? Oh, I mean, Dole Whip's yeah, always okay. a All thing, right. but uh, they have seasonal Dole Whips, ah. so that's that's a thing. And then uh, recently, I just found out that uh, McDonald's is coming out with Disney World ride toys. My daughter's gonna flip when wow. she sees these things. So th- this is how granular there. I am with with the Disney knowledge. Um, and then I think the other, maybe more serious thing, is uh, birth. Um, I am also so I, I just love reading birth stories. So anytime I see either somebody I know or just random people on the internet, I will sit and read it. Love it. <laughs> love it. Um, for me, I I feel like I do get sucked into news world, um, which is it can be unfortunate because um, I'm you know then going through all the comments below and seeing how people talk to each other just for like kind of the the shock and awe which isn't productive or helpful um, and then we love to travel and so I feel like I'm always looking for the next good place the next thing on the, you know for our little family bucket list like hiking trails and stuff like yes. that and then um, you know reading all the the stuff on what we'll need to buy to go and what kind of snacks we should bring and all the important stuff yes. for hiking. <laughs> snacks are always important. <laughs> and then, of course, shopping, just um, now that everything is so online, yeah. um, I feel like I'm a big researcher before we buy, and I, then I always have buyer's remorse, so then I got to I gotta look up and see how to return it and get our money back because I, I got to rebuy and <laughs> all this. So Sounds like it, somebody needs to take your credit card away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I think I'm not going to join the podcast if this is going to reflect on my personal life that much. <laughs> <laughs> We're in danger of losing our content here. I, I honestly, can I step in? I, I I need to speak for some of the men because I'm assuming that most of the guys in our church are probably not following the Disney uh, news. I mean, Ryan is, uh, but well, in all fairness, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and and it like Hallmark Christmas movies is that a thing too uh, in your household? Am, yeah, am I? okay, just me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, some <laughs> of us, Ryan. I I. I actually was thinking about this. Um, I have to be intentional about reading selectively and broadly. Otherwise, I get sucked into like ESPN and just following a lot of sports and then social media, like who's, you know, um, maybe not like uh, what, what people are tweeting or whatever, but opinions. Uh, I actually have been drawn to a lot of op-eds lately. I feel like op-eds, there, there's, no, uh, there, there, there's no like uh, guise of being uh, nonpartisan and like they're, they're, it's an opinion piece. So they're like not afraid to just, this is what I think. And I feel like I kind of trust that more lately. Uh, I don't know about you, but those are the things that kind of suck me in as, as uh, we're consuming the media. But obviously there's a lot there and we can, it, it, you know, we can spend way too much time on that, but talk to me about some of the pitfalls that we really need to watch out for as we're consuming news and media and social media and, and the like. What, what are some of the pitfalls that we need to watch out for and avoid? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, the news is just everywhere and it's so readily available that it feels like it's almost like drinking from a fire hose. Like whether you want to read about something or not, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as Christians, there's this tension of needing to consume news in order to be wise and to gain information. And as people say, like, know what's happening in our world. Sure. And then on the flip side, where consuming too much news and media can lead to anxiety and fear and division, frustration. Um, so I think the biggest pitfall can just be simply be forgetting that too much of a good thing. And honestly, it sometimes feels like 
it's always a bad thing, uh, can be really harmful. Mm. And then um, maybe also just to speak into the needing to be well-informed about what's going on in the world too. Um, the reality is that we are ignorant to the things that are going on in the world. Like there's just no way we could possibly be well informed about what's going on with billions of people in the world, with hundreds of nations, because every news source is going to report something is mm -hmm. imp more important than, you know, the next guy over here. Um, so boiled down, being well informed just really means knowing what our sphere of influence or our coworkers are talking about. And that thought really freed me from needing to consume all the things um, and really shift my focus to what matters for eternity, um, you know, focusing on more what's happening and impacting my community around me and my circle of influence. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I can totally concur with that because I can see um, just personally like too much reading, too much seeing like, oh, this is bad in the world. And this, it like starts to affect your mood at home, even when it's stuff that you can do nothing about. I know several years ago, Jeff read the book. Um, and so I got to experience the book through Jeff. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Amusing ourselves. That's a good thing. I appreciate oh. that. Um, amusing Ourselves to Death um, by yes. Neil Postman. And this is way back in 1984. We actually haven't read or watched um, Social Dilemma yet, but I'm seeing that there's a lot of uh, similarities just from what other people have said. Um, and he warns about um, just receiving too much information um, that doesn't actually impact you directly and like what do you do about it and uh you know the fact that you like watch some horrible crisis in the middle east and then the next is like uh you know shaving commercial like it just just so fast all these things coming at you and how do you process it and then or maybe how do you just learn to not process it just don't care so um having to be selective about um the things that i need to actually spend time thinking about and um, that those are going to be the things that I um, need to look at what I have to align myself in truth for so that I can take the next small steps in doing the things that I can in my uh, circle or sphere of influence, as Shannon mentioned, and just thinking about um, some of the pitfalls being that I, um, I, could, I may not be as grounded in the word as I need to be in order to deal with this or... Um, I need to spend more time in uh, fellowship and conversation around truth with other believers um, that I need to be teaching and talking to my children about current events without um, just being in despair, <laughs> yeah. um, but talking about the, 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 the glory of Christ and like what um, Jesus has done for the whole world and then for our individual situations, how he wants us to act um, in the daily small things. So, um, yeah, just learning to think critically and biblically um, and, and be a, a good listener without being obsessed or, um, you know, overreacting. Yeah, I think there's a lot of you, you both are actually bringing this up. And, and, and I, I love the, the wisdom there of having to think about what am I responsible for? Like some of us don't think about the fact that like you're reading news articles and you're seeing things that are happening somewhere else in the world that there's really nothing for you to do about that. And, 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 and so in some ways it actually starts to affect your, your spirit and your soul and, and it can uh, in, in some ways rob you of your joy. And, and, 
And it's not that we don't care about those things, but there's so much coming in, so much information that that it's impossible for us to be responsible for all of it. And then we don't know what to do with it. And it really is having a, a pretty negative impact. And so, so talk to me about uh, what are uh, what, what are some of the effects of large consumption? And, and I, like we're just kind of admitting, like sometimes we get sucked down a hole and we start reading and listening and watching and and and, scroll, and scroll. it just kind of like consumes a lot of our thinking. Right. And especially in a season right now. I mean, we literally just had the election yesterday and I can't tell you how many people I've heard on the radio even today just saying that they were up to like one, two, three, four in the morning just watching. <laughs> like so yeah. th- this is one of those times, especially in our nation, where it's just kind of sucked everybody in. So what effect does that have when we're just consuming? large amounts of media? Yeah, for me, it's definitely cause and effect. Um, The more that I consume outside media, especially about topics that the Bible does have something to say about, like racial injustice, how to raise my kids, etc., the less I can hear the Holy Spirit and correctly discern where I need to land on a topic biblically because there's so much noise. Um, Plus, I, I actually don't know very many people who consume news to be happy. <laughs> I'd say 98% of the well, time <laughs> when I've read way too much news, it leaves me sad and hopeless and, like you said, despairing um, or angry and contentious, which none of those are, are great. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like um, Too much leaves you more confused. I, I like how Shannon said that, just like the it's drowning out the spirit. Um, I know for me, like, large consumption I I think about like the addictive tendencies that it's like meant to have and I want to be sober-minded I don't want to um, be filled with anything but the spirit so um, trying to avoid that as an addiction even um, makes us focus more on what's wrong in the world and what's glorious about Christ um, and leaves less room for me to see and focus on um, what's right in front of me um, like my kids, my husband, my church family, the ministry that I need to be doing and involved in, um, the, uh, um, even like having a lighter calendar. I think about like, that's been something we deal with in our family a lot that it's like, no, we need to be backing off. But you know, the more you see, um, the more you want to do, the more you want to be involved in, the more things you have to, um, think you got to be engaged with. And, um, when actuality we don't, um, and then, um, just the, The example that I know I'm setting for my kids, like when one of my kids finds my phone around the house and they, because I never know where my phone is, my kids come running up to me like, mommy, I found it. Like it's this treasure in their hands. Mm. And that's just like, oh, that's so convicting because I'm like, no, I don't need this. And I I think I've taught you guys that this is like something so special and sacred. Um, And I I think that that's an effect of... um, all the media that I do consume on my phone because then it would be, you know, it's, it's just reflected in my kids seeing this as such a piece of gold. So. Well, thanks for convicting all of us. Yeah, No, that convicted me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, honestly, there is something to uh, the fact that uh, these, these phones, these screens that we have can become idols Mm. and, and uh, there, there's something that we just have to have with us. And it's something, if we have to have something in order to be happy, I think the Bible would call that a biblical heart idol. Uh, that's wrong. And uh, so, man, we've got to be really careful with that. That's actually one of the things that I've been thinking about is we, as uh, one of the effects of the long and, and lots of consumption 
is that it starts to draw our hearts away from satisfaction in Christ, that, that we don't see Jesus as he really is better than anything else. Mm-hmm. That I would, like, can I give up my phone? Can I give up ESPN? Can I give up uh, Disney? Can I get, whatever the case may be. But uh, these things that are, they can be good things, but they become something that's like, I need that in my life. I want that so much that I'm not willing to give it up, especially, especially if our kids know that that's just how we spend our time. Like, man, we, uh, we want to be really careful uh, that we're not letting our affections be drawn away uh, to anything other than Christ because at the end of the day, nothing satisfies but Jesus. Uh, and, and then the other thing you guys, you, you keyed in on, and a lot of media... Let's just let's be honest. It is presented in such a way that is meant to entertain us because they want to keep us hooked so that we keep coming back. And they want to make us ticked off and angry. Uh, and, and that it, it impacts in, in a really negative way our public discourse, even the way that we might even talk uh, as, as believers in Christ and, and how we are engaging with one another on social media and all of that. But, mm-hmm. but, but it, it really is, they're, they're designed, they're designing the content and the, the way that it's coming at us to keep us addicted to it and to get us angry and depressed and despair and as believers, we just can't lose our joy in Christ. And so if there are days where we're waking up and it's like when, when Scripture says rejoice in the Lord and you're like, yeah, right. You know, like if we have that kind of attitude where we feel like there's no way I could rejoice, clearly I, my mind has been hijacked by Satan. Like this is not of the Lord. And uh, so there's, there, there are. It's a, it's, a, it's a major warning for us as we're consuming, knowing, man, i I got to be careful and guarded with my, my mind and my heart so that I don't let myself go down a road where I'm not finding satisfaction in Jesus and where I'm giving into despair and anxiety and anger. And these are just not the fruit of the Spirit. And, and this is where our heart has been, like as a church, like we want to grow in ways that is so obvious the Spirit is at work in our heart, making us more like Christ. So, so let's, let, let's kind of close this out by just trying to, uh, and I say close this out, like this is probably the biggest point right here, right? Um, <laughs> What are some principles that can really help guide us to consume news and media with biblical wisdom? Yeah, um, I, I have to confess that I, I did uh, do some research on this topic because I'm I kind of was asking the That's same good. question. <laughs> yeah, And honestly, well, the, you talked about a book uh, by Postman. I can't remember his first name is. And then you talked about the, the concept that um, this article was talking about. It was on the Gospel Coalition, and it was really interesting to me, and I, I had just never thought about it before, but prioritizing written news articles and commentary over all the visual and the, the clickbait. Mm-hmm. Um, I think news is really, I know news has really bled into all areas of social media. It's in Instagram stories. It's, you know, your great aunt is posting unverified sources on <laughs> Facebook. Um, you, it's squished into 280 characters on Twitter or however many characters they allow now. I feel like it grows all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, our, our, culture has really shifted to be more visual and because it 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 sells it gets us to click on it it gets us to go down that rabbit hole so I think um, it's allowed poor journalism in some ways to really thrive and um, we just we need to be really wise about 
where we're sourcing our news from and that it's balanced and unbiased. And a lot of times we're going to find that better and more easily if we're prioritizing written news articles over, yeah, social media um, clickbait. Um, And then also it sounds really easy, but don't read too much. (laughs) Uh, Whether that means selecting a few sources or limiting your overall time spent, Um, but to resist the urge to climb down the endless rabbit hole and recognize that while we shouldn't remain isolated from the things that are going on and being talked about in the world, what we really should be focusing on, again, is the time and the the people that are within our sphere of influence and being a disciple and a disciple maker. Living sent. Yes. Mm. There's that tagline. (laughs) Heard that before somewhere. Stamped. (laughs) Um, And then lastly, and it feels like a cop-out answer, and this is what I didn't want to give because I feel like this is the answer you could give for anything. And it is, it is true though. It's, it, that's what it boils down to is just pray and ask for wisdom Mm -hmm. as you consume Mm -hmm. media. The Bible doesn't necessarily give us a formula for how to consume media, but it does tell us to be discerning and wise in all things. And you can't have discernment unless you know your Bible. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the news leaves us mentally and spiritually exhausted and makes us feel that sense of, you know, come back, Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and and also just remember that the gospel hasn't changed, that it's the ultimate good news as you know, cheesy as that may sound, but we have to be sure that we're not renewing our minds with news source rhetoric instead of the gospel. And we'll be more changed by investing our time into reading our Bibles and praying than we would be changed by reading the latest diatribe in the Love news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like totally concur with that. It's definitely a point that I have here. I'm even um, going to score some points with my husband and um, quote C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Um, he had said, it's good after reading a new book to never allow yourself another new one until you've read an old one in between. Mm, come on. Um, but just avoiding constipated or fishbowl thinking or from divining or defining terms or historical events in a modern slant only. But um, reading things that have stood the test of time, um, theological argument wise, um, and also keeps us from a like these four no more um, association. Um, I think the word is like tribalism that you're just thinking like, well, I'm only going to read from these sources, these people. And then you just assume that everyone else in the world thinks that way. And and that this is the only or the right way to think. Um, I think that there's a lot of believers out there, um, who love the Lord and are theologically sound. Um, and so just that, uh, I guess the principle that I'm trying to come back to is just keep reading the Bible, obviously, um, and then to read a, a combination of old and new things that are focused on who Jesus is and not just um, what the modern world is saying. Um, I think about from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, um, in verses 21 to 23, Paul is saying, all are yours, and he's saying, not just Paul, not just Apollos, not just Peter, don't just say, oh, I follow this person. Um, and then First Corinthians 2, 10 through 13, if you back up a little bit there, is just talking about that we might understand the things freely given us by God, that the Spirit will interpret spiritual truths. And so, again, just like that, the things choosing um, to be principled, to choose what I am going to read is going to be things that expand my view of God and expand um, 
what I want to pursue in Christ and not just um, reading the things that are, um, you know, just written today with just today's um, thinking or terminology that um, can be confusing. Um, Another principle that I wanted to say, let's see, um, would be one of my main things that we talk about even at home is saying, I know who I want to be in Christ versus I know who I do not want to become in the world. Um, in a Bible study recently, we were talking about 2 Timothy chapter 3, and there's a whole list of um, Paul's talking about the end times and just saying what people are going to be like in the end times, lovers of self, lovers of money, and then all these things that sound like me, hmm. and I hate that. Well, then, if you skip down a few verses, starting in verse 10, um, Paul is saying to Timothy, you, however, and he gives him a list of um, just things that he wants Timothy to look like Paul because Paul is following Christ That's in this. And so um, just just a, a guiding principle there is knowing I want to be more about what I'm for, not what I'm against. And the things that I'm for are going to be the things that, that follow and honor the Lord. Yeah. Um, and like Shannon said, you can't know that if you don't know the word, if you don't know your Bible and know what it says for you to be following in. So, um, yeah, just that I, that idea of I want to keep the vision of God's love, his patience, his mercy, his kindness at the forefront of my outlook. Um, just whenever I'm confronted with anything that I see in ministry, it helps me already to know even how to respond. Um, because this is a big piece for us is that not everything um, warrants a response. Like I don't have to. And I'm talking about like social media platforms where you're talking back and forth there. I don't always have to comment. I don't always have to um, engage, especially in a way that would um, I would come across differently than I would like in person. I'd be thinking if I'm in person, I'm thinking a little bit more like, I guess, spirit filled. Like I I want to like have the right tone with this person I want to. But on if you're responding online, like I know that I would have a tendency to come across more like sarcastic or mocking or angry than I think would honor the Lord. So um, just knowing that is like a principle, like, Lord, don't let me write something um, or say something in print that I I wouldn't say, you know, out loud with somebody who I knew, like knew me and knew my face and knew um, what I want my testimony to be that yeah. I, I love the Lord and want to honor him. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a principle. And I'm so sorry to be monopolizing, but I have one more. <laughs> it's the last thing. Um, it would just be focused on my calling. I don't want to, as a principle, I don't want um, anything to come before the calling that I have in Christ. And I know that that sounds kind of weird because sometimes it sounds ambiguous. Like, what is my calling? I don't know. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. But Mm -hmm. just that idea of I know that I'm supposed to be sharing the gospel. I know that I'm supposed to be serving other people. And so um, social media consumption or the way that I'm talking to other people via social media, whether it's email or text or anything, um, it should not be in any way against that goal of my calling that I, I want to share the gospel and I want to serve other people. Um, and I think that they're in that way, like I don't want to just put social media completely down because a, an appropriate use of social media is actually like a good um, connection. I mean, what we're doing right course, now, like yes. we're kind of counting on people to be using their there's social media, to be listening, to, yeah. to be watching. Um, so there's, there is so much good in that, but, um, just realizing how the Lord is glorified and what 
he's not glorified. And he's not glorified if I'm selfishly ignoring my family or if I'm jealous over other people's vacation pictures or their houses or if I'm obsessed or depressed by world news or if I'm fighting my brothers and sisters on public platforms or if I'm resorting to sarcasm um, and mocking others that I disagree with, if I'm making others feel less in their lives because of my opinions in everything or anything from fashion to theology. Um, he is glorified by my speaking the truth in love, by my reaching out in care and concern, um, by loving and sharing his word, by, by sober-minded thinking that just mm. like bringing yourself into self-control under his word, um, by my self-counsel using his word, by public love for his son and, and his son's body, our, our church, and then um, by building my mind up in studies of himself. Like I'm so thankful for the um, different platforms that we have to do that. Um, and anything really that just makes him bigger and glorious. Like those are the things That's that right. we want to use that for as, as, uh, tools. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you're thinking like a disciple that's living on mission, living sent and, and using social media and thinking about it in that terms. Yeah. I love, and I, I love that you both are emphasizing God's word, right? It really does come back to the Bible. The Bible is the thing that helps us grow as disciples. I think I when I when I think about uh, some guiding principles, obviously I go to Psalm one, and I love Psalm one. It's, it, this is the man who's blessed. The man who is blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers. And I love the that that downward progression there. Nobody's nobody's like starts out just sitting down laughing at the things of God. But they start by just walking in the counsel of the wicked. And how often do we find ourselves like, we're just listening, we're watching these things, we're not using discernment, and uh, and we can end up listening to false teachers, the things that they're just not, maybe they're Christians, but they're just not teaching the gospel. Um, and, and obviously, I think you are right. We need to be really careful that we're not just like uh, becoming so tribalistic that we're just like against all sorts of you know believers and throwing them out as heretics. But but there is a level of discernment that we want to have there. But then there's so much stuff that we're watching on Disney Plus and Netflix and, and, and Facebook and all of these things that are coming at us that sometimes we're just listening and we end up being discipled by these sources that aren't the truth of the word of God. And, and so we're, we're, we're walking in the counsel of the wicked, and pretty soon we find ourselves standing in the way of sinners and potentially even sitting in the seat of scoffers, and, and, and what a dangerous place that is to be. But the, the man who is blessed, or the woman who is blessed, is the one who delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night, so that it's just a, a constant renewing my mind with the truth of the word of God. Like, we're, you're really going to struggle as a disciple, with so much coming at you in the world, if you're not in the Word of God, I think I've said I've said this so many times. You know, some of you are, are like rolling your eyes by the time you hear this. But uh, if you're coming to our church, for example, you're coming every Sunday, and you come every single week, or you're watching online right now, and you're listening to, uh, you're, you're you're engaging every single week. Uh, you're in in a year's time. You're probably gonna uh, hear about maybe 30 hours of preaching. And you think about how quickly it takes to go through 30 hours of media and, and watching stuff and listening. There's just so much coming at you. And so if you're not in your Bible, you're, you're not going to be able to renew your mind and think biblically. And then you got to really guard your heart. Uh, because as we're, you know, let's just, let's be honest, we're in this season where uh, the news has been kind of depressing and it 
and it, and it lends itself to even believers finding themselves in this anxious state and just worried about where are we going, what's going to happen, and, and, and the what ifs and the what mights, and instead of being grounded in the truth of who God is, so that we would rejoice in the Lord always and not be anxious, Philippians 4, but pray and pray with thanksgiving, and he's going to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as we're doing that, uh, and we're thinking about the things that are true, keeping our minds on Christ. And Ephesians chapter 4, he talks about having this, uh, the goal is that we'd get to this level of maturity mm-hmm. so that we're not tossed to and fro. And, and we, listen, we, we love the people in our church, and, and, and if you're listening to this, we love you, and we do not want you to be tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine and, and being discipled by the counsel of the wicked in the world. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to do that. You, you can be mature and growing in Christ. And, and that's what we want as we're, as we're I love the term you, you brought out. That's a biblical term, Carissa, that, that we'd be sober-minded about these things, that we would have a peace and a confidence in the sovereignty of God right now and, and not lose the joy that we have, no matter what circumstances, no matter how bad things get. Things, are, things might get worse, probably will. But that doesn't change anything about who God is and, and, and the mission that he's given us. And it doesn't have to rob us or steal, us of our, steal our joy in any sense of the matter. And then uh, not only do we have this, like, this confidence in uh, the sovereignty of God, but we also understand our responsibility to live on mission and, and get after living out the values of God's kingdom. And, and man, we've got to be in the word of God if we're going to do that. And Shannon, you brought up something earlier that, that um, you know, seems like obvious, like everybody just needs to pray. Mm-hmm. But is that obvious to all of us? Like sometimes, how, how often are you like, hey, before we, you know, turn on Netflix or Disney Plus tonight, let, let's pray. Mm-hmm. How often are we like yeah. stopping in the middle of reading something on social media and you know, I just need to go to the Lord right now. Mm-hmm. But that, that we would ask the Lord for wisdom. And James 1.5 says that he gives generously to those uh, without reproach. Uh, when we need wisdom, we need to ask in faith that he's going to answer that. He is going to give us the wisdom and discernment to be able to uh, consume these things and not let them consume us. Uh, and and not uh, allow these things to really consume our thoughts and our hearts and and rob the joy and the confidence that we have in Christ and and I guess the last thing I would say because you know let's just be honest we've we've kind of admitted um, Carissa has uh, sufficiently convicted us of the amount of time that we spend on our phones and 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 that the temptation that that is to really draw our hearts away to something that we would I love the Beatitudes where Jesus says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Mm. Like we can be filled. We can experience deep satisfaction when we're hungering and thirsting for Christ, for for who he is. And we're never going to be disappointed with that. And uh, so I, like, I think in, in this season, as we're um, constantly hearing, constantly watching, uh, th- th- there's just so much that's coming at us we can still have such great joy and confidence and hope uh, and rejoice no matter what's going on in this season. And, and I guess it's my prayer that our church is going to continue to grow in the fruit of the Spirit as we're getting into the Word of God, that we're not becoming more like the world, we're becoming more like Christ in the world, mm-hmm. and we get an opportunity to shine the light of Jesus there. So thank you guys for being a part of this. Uh, I think this has been awesome. This has been a lot of fun for our first episode, and I'm trusting that God's going to use this for good as we're learning to love Christ and 
live sent as a church. So thanks for being a part of this. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast. If this episode was helpful for you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone else. Until next time, we pray you continue to grow as a disciple as you love Christ and live sent.